Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 40, we're over the hill, no just kidding, (laughs) I am Megan Kronza, thank you so much for coming to listen, if this is your first episode, welcome, if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming on back, and I know I sound like a broken record, but I just have to say thank you again so much to everyone who has reached out and sent messages or written reviews for the show. It just honestly means the world to me and more and more of you are connecting with me every day and it is just a beautiful thing. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, honestly. Uh, Today's episode I am super excited about. I am chatting with a fellow autism mama who is also a fellow podcasting mama. (laughs) She and her husband recently started their own autism podcast called Sans the Sugar Coat, which we will get into all that on the episode. Uh, But my guest Melinda is just amazing. She is another girl mom. We are just like girls rule. (laughs) Um, So I hope all the girl moms out there enjoy this one. I know you will. Uh, Her daughter Paige is a little bit older. She's 17. So Melinda and I talk a lot about that transition period between, you know, high school and what comes after. Really, really valuable information. Uh, I was really learned a lot listening to Melinda and it's just a really great way to, you know, kind of know what, what the future might hold for us, you know, with younger kiddos. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Melinda. Hello, Melinda. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Thank you so much for having me on today, Megan. I'm Aww. so excited. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yay! I'm so excited too. I was before we started. I was telling Melinda, I just feel like we're like old friends at this point because <laughs> we've actually been like exchange, like talking and just kind of communicating for a while now. So I am super excited to have you on. So Melinda had actually reached out to me like a couple months ago. I feel like at this point, um, because she herself was interested in starting a podcast and she had been listening to adventures in autism. So we just kind of started talking about that. And now you have your own podcast called Sam's the sugar coat and it's wonderful. So everyone, oh, needs to thank go- you so much. yes, everybody needs to go check that out. Um, so I was telling Linda before we started, so she has a daughter named Paige who's 17, right? Yes. yes. So I think, today on this episode we should focus more on like sort of these last few years with Paige um on your first episode you really detail like her diagnosis and kind of like her early years so if you want to sort of touch on that and kind of walk us through but if people want to listen to like a really in-depth kind of description of all that they can go check out your first episode and then like I said today because I know for me that's something that I always have questions about is so and I know a lot of people listening feel the same way so hearing kind of like you know what what things are like for you now and how how things you're you're planning for the future for Paige 
I think that's super interesting. Um, but if you will take us back, like kind of to the beginning and just sort of like, what were your first signs and maybe something was, was amiss with Paige or what you were concerned about? Um, what was that like for you? Well, um, let's see, let's go back to when Paige was born, she, she had a lot of food allergies in which we didn't know at the time, but she would projectile vomit Mm -hmm. every time that she ate. And I was, you know, we were concerned. So we were like, what's going on? And we went to the pediatrician and they said, you know, it's dairy, stop eating dairy. And I was like, okay. And, you know, I don't, I didn't know what dairy was. I thought dairy was milk, you know, <laughs> just milk and not, you know, cheeses and things. So they put us on a hyperallergenic formula. So Paige had a hyperallergenic formula and she had a lot of um, like eczema, hives, like that sort of thing all over her body. So we're like, what's going on? So at one year, she had a food allergy test and an environmental allergy test, and she came back allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. So those are the first signs that we knew something, you know, was amiss with Paige. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, so we can deal with this food allergy thing. And then we, she had a heart condition as well. So it's just a hole in her heart. And I talked about it on our podcast. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I forget the technical term, whatever <laughs> the technical term is, but the, every kid is born with a hole in their heart and most kids close up. Hers did not. So she, they sedated her and they put a stint in her heart. But the strange thing was they had to sedate her twice because she woke up during the procedure. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was scary. And they didn't even tell us about it until after the fact. So after that, we, you know, we came home, we did stuff. So she was about 17 months old and Chad, my, my husband, Chad kept saying, you know, mama, dada, and she did say mama and dada. But he kept trying to get her to say words, like simple words, ball, uh, you know, cat, dog, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she just wouldn't say anything. So we thought, you know, something could be wrong with her speech. Long story short, we finally went in to a developmental pediatrician. And that pediatrician did a, a small assessment in her office. She gave her a little a little trinket. It was a like a little paint set, like with a paintbrush and, and colors that you would add water to and paint. And Paige just stuck it in her mouth. <laughs> so the, the pediatrician's like, well, you know, she's one, she didn't answer to her name when, when she called her in the office. And, and that's one sign that we saw too, is we would yell Paige, 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 and she would not turn around. We knew her hearing was okay mm-hmm. because she would turn her, you know, head to a loud noise or a funny noise, mm-hmm. so, but she wouldn't answer to her name. And I, we were new parents, first time parents, never really watched any children, never babysat or around any children. So we had no idea that she was supposed to be developing in a different way. Mm-hmm. So we finally went in and we got the diagnosis and this was in... 2000 let's see two three four 2004 and we started with floor time therapy moved into ABA therapy moved all through the ranks of therapy Mm -hmm. with her um and 
that's how, and then we moved a few times and, you know, we had speech therapy, OT, all the therapies that you probably are doing right now. We had all those things so that we finally got the diagnosis. And I just remember thinking, okay, what do I need to do? So I Googled, you know, autism and therapy in my area. And I found two groups and I went to go meet with another parent and she was like a godsend. I, I still thank her every day because I went, met her for coffee, Paige and I went and she had a son that was older. So like eight or probably nine at the time. And she, you know, threw out all these acronyms, which we were just chatting about. What does that mean? I don't even know. Yeah. (laughs) Hence the acronym name, I guess, but she's throwing out ABA and, you know, S-T-O-T. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, go Google. Uh And I didn't, I had no idea. Nobody was, nobody was really telling us anything. We had services through our local regional center, which assessed Paige and we had, you know, therapy, but they gave us floor time therapy. And it's like, kind of like one of those don't ask, don't tell situations. Yes. So I said, can I said, what is this ABA therapy? And our coordinator said, oh, okay, you want to try ABA therapy? And I thought to myself, well, why didn't you tell me that in the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> of my, my options. So we got started with that and we had a great, you know, experience with ABA and Paige went through the whole ABA system. That yeah. is something that I would, I would really like to hear about. Okay. Well, first of all, how was, how mm-hmm. old was Paige when she was diagnosed? She was 20, 21 months, 21, 22 months old. So she was really young. She was young. Yeah. And we started, we started therapy at 24 months old. Oh, wow. So like started yeah. floor time therapy at? 20- yeah. Floor time therapy that lasted a couple weeks and we went right into ABA okay, therapy. Okay. Gotcha. Um, that's, that's amazing that you were like I mean I know you said you're first time parents and you were you know not really right. sure about things but the fact that you were on it to to get the diagnosis that early because I mean we know like early intervention is key uh, right that's that's wonderful so and also you know because she she is 17 this must have been like the beginning of ABA therapy because ABA is like a I mean, I think it's been around for a long time, but like the principles of it, mm-hmm. um, but it is like a relatively, it's, I feel like it's just kind of now coming into like more of the mainstream. So I'm not surprised that you hadn't heard about it because I feel like, you know, many years <laughs> ago, it was like very kind of underground. Um, right. So what was, what was that process like then? Cause you said you, she kind of went through the ranks of ABA. What is that like? Right. Um, well, I mean, we started out with your typical, you know, give me this, give me that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so we went through all of that uh, therapy and we actually, I just, we, Chad and I just did an episode on, on therapy on our podcast and we, it's hard to remember some of the things that she did. Mm -hmm. So we did, you know, the trials and things and and Paige wasn't really a sit at the table kind of girl. So we, long story short, we, it didn't work out with a lot of ABA companies Mm -hmm. that we, that came to the home. And the school wasn't really doing much of ABA therapy at school. It was more speech therapy and occupational therapy yeah. and like cl- classroom goals, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. <clears throat> and so we hired someone privately who had years and years of experience with ABA therapy. And she helped us out a lot. And I said, hey, you know, 
Paige doesn't really like to sit at the table. And she's like, no problem. You know, we can go out in the community. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is perfect for her. Yeah. So she, you know, we would still do drills and take data. But we were out in the community and learning math skills and learning safety skills. And so we did that for a very long time. and, And I would just call her and say, hey, you know, Paige got out of the house today. And we had, you know, we had a um, repair person over and I, you know, I said, you know, please watch my daughter doesn't know and she elopes. And Mm -hmm. so Paige got out of the house and ran down the street, which was the scariest. I think I lost five lives in the, you know, three seconds. Yeah. And so I called her and I said, hey, take everything else off the table. We need to work on safety. Mm -hmm. So that's what we worked on. So we like ABA, you know, safety for her. Yeah. And so it was kind of nice because we could do our own plan because there was not a supervisor. There was not a company, um, you know, to go back to. Mm -hmm. But we also did have, you know, companies come to our house. So after we were done with her, she was so good. And after, you know, she retired. And so we started having other companies come in the home. So as you go through the process, there's different things outings when the kids get older so I would say you know and now is probably a good time for Logan to start going on outings Mm -hmm. you know even though you take him like bringing it to that next level yeah Mm -hmm. you know of you know maybe having him uh you know if you I know he loves candy yes (laughs) (laughs) so does Paige we are we are a count candy oh my gosh so much (laughs) so much candy and so and have so I would, you know, the, the trials in the stores were, you know, you know, pick the red box, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So it started out with, with that, or, you know, out of a choice of three, which one would you like, yeah. or which two would you like, or, you know, grab a bag of chips and a candy and, you know, two bags of candy and chips and say, okay, Paige, give me the chips, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So we made it functional for uh-huh. her. Absolutely. We we've been really lucky with our ABA company we have been through like a few therapists but um Uh we've we've done a few things like that like we call them community outings where he'll come we'll we'll go to the store and his therapist will come with us or you know different places we should probably incorporate more with it though because like you said it's a really good way to just like get that kind of functional behavior because I mean a lot of ABA is like you said like you know show me this give me this right now we're working on like I see I hear like just aware of things um, but that is kind of the cool thing about ABA is that it encompasses so many things. And I mean, I'm always like singing his praises. I feel like we've, we've just seen so much growth from Logan since we have, we've started with ABA. Um, but that is, that's a really good idea. Like, like you said, like as they're getting older and then it's like, you can kind of use that in a more functional way as opposed to just like right. pictures, but yeah, be like, okay, like if you want, you know, these two, like, which one do you pick that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Yeah. It's that the hard part for me was one of the therapists we had had um animal cards Mm -hmm. and so would you know oh give me the goat or whatever it was right and I looked at the cards and I said she's never seen those she doesn't know what a goat is Mm -hmm. and that was hard for me I said you know let's show her a video or let's go to the zoo or let's you know find somewhere or let's do the animals that she knows yeah so that was hard for me too because like she didn't know any 
some of the things and you were saying like ABA is fairly new. It, I mean, it's been around since what the fifties. I, I think the principles of ABA have been yeah a really long time. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But the the therapy itself has like changed and right, yeah, mm-hmm. and it and it's changed a lot since we started. Yeah, because it was like forty hours a week sitting at a table, yeah. and it was you know they were it, I call it like the uh, like a robot, like they wanted her to be like a little robot, and I said that's not going to be good for her no. later on in life. Mm-hmm. You know, she she needs to learn how to be, you know in social situations and not, you know, be safe when she goes places and things like that. So that's why we, we kind of went the route. And I think it's like that now, Yeah, the way you're, you're saying it's like you go on outings and Mm -hmm. you go in the community and you'd still do things at home as well. But I think, but I think that, I think it's a good combination to, you know, to do all those things. So after we did that, we had people come in the house and we would do life skills. Right. That's what I was just going to say is I feel like it's really like what's appropriate for the child because like yeah. with Logan, obviously like potty training has been a big thing. Mm-hmm. We Now he can like dress himself. These were all things that we work on, you know, in ABA. Right. Um, so like I said, it kind of encompasses everything. Yeah. I do feel like mm-hmm. it's changed a lot over the years. And I think it, the important thing now is that I think they they look at really what's best for the child and just like really individually. Whereas before I feel like ABA was kind of like this roadmap that you just like had to follow these certain people right. like by heart. And if, and that was just the way it was. And I, I had a really, I was just talking to my sister about this today. Like I, I heard a lot of stuff kind of like what you're saying about ABA. Like it kind of makes kids into robots. And I was scared to, to do that with Logan. Cause I knew that once we had that diagnosis, that, that was what, what they were going to recommend for us. And where I wanted to obviously do whatever I could to help him, but I would hear, yeah, mom say like, Oh, it was too rigorous. And it was too hard for my kid. They wanted him to be a robot. And like, I don't want that for my kid. So I'm thankful that we did give it a shot because it really has been so different from what I had heard and what I had expected. But I mean, you, you never know till you try. And like I said, I think things have changed so much over the years because yeah, I mean, Paige is 17. So things are, things are a little bit different now than they were for her. As right. A kid. I know. Cause it was almost 20 years, you know, yeah. like, like 20 years ago. And I mean, I heard the same things from parents that, you know, your daughter's going to be a little robot. Mm-hmm. She's going to you know, do all these things. And I said, what? You yeah. know, that can't, that can't be true. But I mean, there was a couple companies. There wasn't that many companies around. Yeah. So we got like a choice of two mm-hmm. companies, oh. but now there's, there's many companies. So you can choose who you want right. to work with your child and you can go in and, and look. And that's one thing that I would uh, advice that I would give to parents is, you know, if your insurance or your regional center, whoever's paying for the company, go and look at other companies, go in, talk to the psychologist, meet the therapist, mm-hmm. you know, it, make sure that it's a good fit for your family. Yeah. Not just for your son, but for your whole family. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that's so much with anything is just like, you've got to have the right vibe. And it's like, if you, uh-huh. if you, if you're not feeling it, if you don't feel like it's the right, the right fit for your kid, then like, don't do it. <laughs> you <know>? Right. right. <laughs> just like, cause there's that's more true. out there. There's more to, to keep there looking is. for. And there's other therapies as well. Yeah, I mean, we've tried, yeah, them, all. We've tried them all over the years. Yeah, ABA is not <laughs> right for everybody, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And I called I call Paige like a combo kid mm-hmm. because we did, you know, 
some ABA, some RDI, you know, other, we've had vision therapy, which was amazing vision therapy. I highly recommend. I don't even know and, what is. I don't know what RDI is or vision therapy. I need you to school me. Oh, sure. <laughs> so RDI is, is relationship, relationship. It's another acronym, yeah. relationship development intervention. Oh, okay. So more kind of like social. It's a little, well, it's social, but it's parent-based. So you're doing like, um, and it's, it's actually, it's evolved over the years. When we first started, it was brand new. Yeah. So it's evolved over the years, but I think I like some, some things that RDI does and then other things I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. But with Paige, we, it's like building a relationship with your child and it's, so it's you know home based like family based so it's like nonverbal cues on things mm-hmm. those little things that you don't realize that kids you know do not know mm-hmm. that are on the spectrum you know and it's like you know like page I kid you know like sharing joint attention mm-hmm. you know those kind of things like that so page I I had to teach her how to share joint attention. Mm-hmm. And the way I did that was by incorporating some of these RDI techniques. And it's it's just like ABA therapy. A therapist comes to your house, but it's more, it's parent-based. So it's more of a clinic situation. Mm-hmm. And then you go home and you do, you know, the exercises at home. Oh. But, and now you can, you you don't even need really, because you're, you're well-versed now in ABA. So you don't even probably, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say I don't recommend it, but a therapist, <laughs> no, but I mean, we're all pretty, pretty YouTube. Oh yeah. So, we're all you know, experts now. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you can, you can look on YouTube and kind of read about yeah. RDI and I'm going see what to. it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what it's about. And, you know, just get, do some of the techniques with him. And I mean, it's fun. We would do obstacle courses with Paige so that she would share joint attention yeah. and, you know, we would set up, um, these weird obstacle courses and she would have to look at us and then we would say then we would nod to you know for her to jump instead of just saying jump 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 Uh and having her just not even look at us she would stop she would look at us we would give her a nonverbal cue and then she would go to the next you know obstacle course okay but it's like it's teaching it was teaching her how to look to us to see what we wanted from her yeah that I feel like I I can see where that would really benefit when you have a child on the spectrum because like you said there there are certain things that it's like you know like a a, a neurotypical person would Mm -hmm. kind of like naturally kind of pick up on their own but like you said you know when you have somebody on the spectrum a lot of these things these principles really need to be taught and when you're trying to figure out how to teach things that like you you don't know how you learned it like it's just like right it can be really like you're it's like speaking a different language um I'm definitely gonna look into that I feel like it should be said too you are in in San Diego and I feel like California is just like really ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff like this so I'm wondering if maybe like because I've never heard of RDI before maybe like in the dark um but I do feel do you feel like that too like there's that like California just seems like they're like a little bit more like advanced with with therapies like this um I don't know if they're advanced but I would say that there's more yeah like we have a lot of we we are lucky enough to have um a lot of services yeah like we get we get a lot like honestly like we get a lot through the school through our regional center there's there's a lot of services like this is like a really 
good place to yes. live. Yeah. And and actually in San Diego, because now that Paige is getting older, we have to do a conservatorship. So what that means is we're gonna have to go to court and conserve her so that we can make the decisions for her um when she's eighteen, gotcha. meaning um there there's seven of them, like medical, um, voting, um sexual things okay. uh, marriage you know like all of these all these choices that that when you're 18 that you can make on mm-hmm. your own but we feel that she is not capable of that so we're going to go and conserve her so that we make those you know medical decisions and so forth for her but San Diego is actually a county that you can do all seven. Oh wow okay yeah and there's other counties in in um California that you know there might be six there might be five you know that kind of thing so a lot of parents worry about certain things for their children Mm -hmm. uh, when they get older that you know hey that you know the government might come in and say hey you know we're making these medical choices for your child Mm -hmm. now and so that's 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 it's scary yeah we have to we go and we meet with an you know an attorney we go before a judge and we um we take care of all that situation but she has to be 17 and a half so before she's 18 years old okay and that was something totally new to me yeah do you want to talk about that a little bit sure so you were saying like when Paige gets older so we got we went through the whole ABA system you know we did all of that kind of thing and life skills which actually um Chad and I were just talking about that it actually worked that's awesome (laughs) And we're like, so now, like, you know, she can do, she knows how to do laundry. She knows how to sweep a floor or vacuum and like simple, you know, household things like wipe down her mess at the table, put away her, you know, put away all of her food, put away, you know, items. So she cleans up after herself and that, that kind of thing. I'm sure. Does she need supervision still? Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, but, um, but she, she knows how to do things now. And I think that that came from you know, a lifelong journey through ABA. How many years and, and are she in ABA? Um, so from 24-ish months mm-hmm. until probably, I would say, let's see, she's 17, like till 14. Oh, wow. So I mean, like, it was, it was a long journey, but then she, it was she graduated journey. is what they say, right? Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Well, and, and I have to say that, you know, she had a 40 hour a week program mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, towards the end, and there was years that we really, we did maybe a consult, or we had like a once a week, someone would come to our house. So it wasn't like 40 hours a week for, you know, years and years. It was 40 hours a week for a few years. And then we tapered that off to, you know, three days a week. And, you know, so then it just went on from there. So and then finally, it was funny, we were just chatting about it is, the psychologist came to my house along with the therapist and the supervisor and they looked at me and they, we were talking about Paige's program and they looked at me and said, you know, more than we mm-hmm. do. And she goes, sorry, but you know, Paige is, you know, graduating yeah. ah. from our program. So I was like, okay, it's time to explore other things, yeah. but you don't even notice. It's, it's funny because you don't notice the things that they learned until years later. Oh, totally. And you're like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. You did that in ABA. Therapy. When you're in it, it's so hard to, to it see hard. all the. Yeah. There'll, there'll be like moments where you're like, "Oh my gosh, it's working!" But yeah, there's sure. there's so much happening all the time that it is hard to kind mm-hmm. of like take stock in it. And then, like you said, yeah, when you kind of sit back and you're like, 
like I think about that with Logan now like just to think back on where he was like a year ago like he was barely using text a year ago and now he like is fully communicating with us like through it's honestly yeah isn't that the greatest thing when they find communication that is the the greatest thing is because now they can tell you what they want and it's less frustrating yes you know, and that, uh, that's like it, that's the yes, best. totally. You had mentioned that too because we talked about how how Paige had used packs um mm-hmm. when she was younger, and there really wasn't any kind of like device available until you said yeah. she was in like first grade. Um, yeah, so she was in like first or second grade, and and we went to there's a um a local chapter of the United Cerebral Palsy, and they have a lending library, so it was a. Div- device like technology and like toy game lending library Mm -hmm. so I went down and they had a display of devices and these devices were for every kind of you know disability and so I picked up one and I came home and I tried it out and it was a little complicated for Mm -hmm. me so I I took it back and I got a a small device which I still can't remember the name but it, it had like four pictures on the front of it and it was like I want and then you could add two different mm-hmm. items so in the category so like you you know I want candy yeah. or something like that or you know or whatever it was but um I, so I, I used that for a little while and then the the iPod touch came out from mm-hmm. Apple and we so we had one of those and you know I was searching and searching and I and finally found um a website with Prolo to go, mm-hmm. and it's I, I believe it's a Canadian company, and they came out with a communication app, and so you could totally customize this app or use their use their pictures, and it kind of like packs like the board maker mm-hmm. pictures, and I thought oh this is amazing because I on with the packs I would take my own pictures, you know download them laminate yeah. them put Velcro on them. And, and it, you know how yes. it is. It's a pain. And then they rip one and you're like, oh, yeah, no. and you're taping it back together. And the uh, so this program, this communication program, uh, you know, you could customize it. And I'm like, this is life changing. Yes. So I brought it over. I I put it on the simplest level that they had. And and I went through a training program like online and I talked to the speech therapist and we were both learning it together the speech therapist and and so I took it to her and I said look what do you think about this and she's like oh this is great so I purchased it and you know they're expensive so it's like three or four hundred dollars and I said you know this is going to be great so we brought Paige in and she took to that thing in a couple days she had it down and Chad and I were like this is amazing And, and so then she was so excited and she was so happy she was just so happy that she could communicate with a, you know, with us, her yes. wants and needs. And then, so then we, we used that app for years and then uh, the iPad came out and we transferred it to an iPad and we, over the years, it's like, you know, device after device. So we would upgrade her to a different device. So, cause I mean, imagine an iPod touch, it's kind of like smaller than your mm-hmm. phone. So the little icons were tiny. So thankfully they came out with the ipad so then we had an ipad for her with prolo to go and then through the years she used that and then we when we came to the school we're at now they recommended touch chat Mm -hmm. and touch chat is similar and it's um a a communication 
you know, program, but it, it it's actually kind of nice because it grows with the yeah. student. So you can have different, it's, they call them boards. I think they call them boards, but you can import um, a different board so that first you start out with photos, then you can move to uh, just words, and then you can move to them typing, you know, typing in their wants and needs. So it's, it's really great because it really grows with your mm-hmm. child. And I'm just looking it up right now and it says touch chat 50% off May 1st through 5th. So that's a great Ooh, deal. Oh, Hey, what a deal. <laughs> yeah, it is. Cause it's like $400. Oh my God. <laughs> well, yeah, it's I was expensive. telling you before we started. So Logan is going to be set up with a device for next year, which <laughs> I am like over the moon about. I'm so excited. And touch chat is one of the, the programs that we are, we're looking we're, we have to do because it his is through the school like through our district so mm-hmm. we don't actually have to purchase it we're really lucky oh yeah that's yeah. awesome well i'm looking at it now it's not it's not as expensive okay. as it used to be it's like 150 okay. dollars not yeah. too bad it's a lot um yeah, yeah so we will we have to we're going to go through the school and they're setting up the device okay. but we have to like trial it out for i think mm-hmm. like six to eight weeks and there's a couple different programs that we're gonna yeah. we're gonna trial so it's going to be a little bit of a process, but I, like you mm-hmm. said, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited for him to, right. cause Pax is great. And like, I'm, I'm thrilled with it, but I, I could just, as the year was going on and he was getting better with it, I'm like, we're getting to the point where it's like, there, there's words that he needs that are not in his book. And it's going to be right. so nice when it's like, not only can he like, you know, use it to like request things, but like, I feel like it's just going to open up all that language for him. Mm-hmm. And I am just Oh, yeah. And his favorite places, you could put his favorite places in there and he could, you know, ask to go there. You know, like, where would you like? We asked Paige, where would you like to go today? And she can choose, yeah. you know, her outing. And then, we, I mean, we, we've set it up beyond. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, there's restaurants and we go to a restaurant and she orders herself. And, you know, so you could put that all in the app. That's so. And so, yeah, it's great. So here's one thing that I would tell you, though, if the school if the school is purchasing for mm-hmm. you, make sure you put in your IEP that he's allowed to take it home oh, yeah. every yeah. day mm-hmm. and on and on vacations. So like summer vacation yeah. and no, it, you know, all it's that. gonna be his. We are okay, we good. are liable for it if like something happens to it outside of school. If it breaks like in school or he drops it or whatever, they take care of it. But like if if it if something happens to it, like if we are out in the rain or something, I don't even know. We haven't had the meeting yet because we have his IEP is actually yeah. it's coming up very soon. But then we have to do his um, we have to do like a separate meeting just for the device. So this is like right, yeah. You'll do they'll do an assessment yeah, exactly. with him on on the device, yeah, and you'll see what it's all about. But it's it's very exciting. I'm I'm very excited for yeah. for you guys and Logan because you you can at the drop of a hat you can just program in anything. You could take a picture right there and program it in the device for him and you know and you will see the biggest smile oh, on his I, face I, because he's like look at all these things yeah. <laughs> I can say now and that was like the biggest thing for us was like Paige was just so excited that she could communicate with us and she just looked at us and smiled and would push the button and I'm like yes that's right you know you want candy yes <laughs> It's like, even though she could say candy now, but still, like, it was thrilling, yes, it you know, at the time. With that, and, and we're still evolving on that app because we just, we just actually had our annual IEP meeting on Monday. 
and we're going into another level of the app with Paige. That's wonderful. So, so it's like a 25 word or something like that where she has to form the sentences. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in it, it's, I don't know. We're, we'll see how it goes right now. She's using the, I think it's 20, but I don't know what the terminology okay. is, but she'll go up to the more words. So she'll be adding like the, oh, okay. you know, uh-huh. and all sorts of things like that. But um, I know we're talking about apps. I wanted to go back to you said about Paige getting. Older. No, no, I want to. I want to go back to that too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so it's so through the years we did all the ABA. She's done all the devices. She does have you know some words, and she's really. I mean, our house is like Fort Knox, but I don't think she would elope again. But you never know, so I keep it locked mm-hmm. up. But so now as she gets older and her, so her school experience, we, we had a hard time in the beginning. We had a lot of issues with, um, with schools that I mentioned in our uh, first episode of our podcast about the school that had the dog. Yes. And she was allergic to, to dogs. Oh, and so It yeah, broke my heart. It made me so sad that this poor little girl. I know. It was so sad. And it was, she was just miserable. Yeah. She was just itching, itching, itching. And she probably loved the dog. So it was like, oh, oh yeah, she loves animals. Aww. Yeah, but it was, poor thing. She said so, she loves animals. So I was uh, thinking that, I'm like, oh, she probably was so happy. But then, like, the I poor know. girl is, like, making herself sick. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. I know. It was sad. So then, I mean, we moved through different schools. And, and actually, I have a whole um, podcast I'm going to do on Paige's schools because it was hard for yeah. me. For a, for a few years, because we had to let her fail, yeah, in order to get her into a school that was more appropriate for her. Even though they offer, you know, offer us FAPE, you know, the fair, what is it? Another acronym, the fair oh, appropriate yeah. program. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So we, she had to fail in order for us to get the program that she's at now. So she's in a non-public school. Okay. And it's an all special needs school. Mm-hmm. And this is her seventh year that she's been Oh, there. so this this was it. She's been there for a while now. Oh, yeah, good. she has. And it, so she she's moved. You know, they have, I think they start at second grade. But she wasn't in there at second grade. It was more like fourth mm-hmm. grade. And so she, but, you know, they have middle school and high school. And they have uh, practical skills classrooms. Mm-hmm. And so what that is, is they still do academics, but it's not a diploma bound program. Mm -hmm. So Paige is a certificate bound program. So what that means is she doesn't receive a diploma. She receives a a certificate of completion so that that she completed, you know, all the the years of school Mm -hmm. up to high school. So it's like graduating, but no like piece of paper and so that will allow her to go to school in california you can go to school until you're 22 yes okay Mm -hmm. so right now we're we're so she went through you know middle school we skipped high school and she went into a practical skills class oh so that was an option to just like skip high school yes so she so she went into the practical skills classroom and a lot of people are turned off by it but I thought it was very appropriate for Paige because she's not like a real academic kid, you know. <laughs> Neither she, am I. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't like like who likes right? math. Nobody. 
you know, and so it's like she, you know, I wanted her to learn practical math, Things you know, like how useful to for her. Yeah. Yes. How to pay for items, you know, how to, you know, now she uses a debit card, you know, or credit mm-hmm. card. So I wanted her to do that rather than sit in a classroom all day and learn about things that it doesn't really matter to mm-hmm. her. And it's not going to, it's not going to, you know, take her through. She's not, she's not a college bound. It's not going to serve you know, her to be sitting in the class. No. All the different, no. so, whatever. Right. So they learn practical math. So, you know, they have her, you know, write her, she goes and shops for her lunch. So they have her write a budget and they have her write her items with the cost and they calculate out the cost of her items that she's going to go to the grocery store. So then they go to the store and she picks out everything and she goes to the register and, and pays for her purchases. And then, you know, she comes back and they, you know, put things in the fridge that need to go in the fridge. So she's learning all of those life mm-hmm. skills, which is great for her because it's, you know, I want her to learn that because she's she's not a kid that's gonna you know go on with her educational career. yes I, I think it's so I I like that you're first of all that that you're even talking about this um but I think it's really important to to just have like the understanding that you know our kids are are all different and they're yes. different you know varying levels of and I'm I hate using like high functioning low functioning like mm-hmm. you know th- they're they're all well, let's just say it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. So, you know, there's... Uh... No, what I was going to say is, like, I always say, like, I want Logan to be, like, as functional as he can be. And, like, uh-huh. you know, so whether he's low-functioning or high-functioning, that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, I want him to be as functional a person as he can be and to, like, reach his potential. And I know, like, right. I remember when, like, right after he was diagnosed, I had, like, some kind of caseworker come to the house. And we had set up, like, a college fund for Logan when he was basically born uh, my husband's like mm-hmm. a good planner like that I'm not so we had set up this college <laughs> fund and she said to me you know if if he's not like on the college track then you're gonna have to to change that and you can make it into like kind of just like I don't even know if she called it like a savings account or um it's called a special needs okay that's your, yes you're right okay exactly yeah and I remember like feeling well that was a that was a tough meeting <laughs> right I know it's there's so many that are like your heart oh my gosh because you're like we had the same situation it's like you know but but she's only three you know like that kind of thing it's like why are you determining what my child can do one you don't know them and you know two it's like how do you know that they're not going to use that college tuition money exactly and like who you know what he very well could use that tuition money and I mean obviously like I pray he does but I am realistic enough now to know that he, he very well may not, but I love mm-hmm. that there's a program like this that recognizes that, okay, not everybody is going to get a diploma. Not everybody is, is going to be in college and let's just meet them where they're at and help them now. So that like that, again, they can be the most functional that they can be and things right. that are actually useful for them to learn. Right. And they, yeah. And they, and they fit into society. I mean, look how many people don't even graduate college now or even attend yes. college and they're doing great. Yes. You know, I mean, it's like, there's all those influences. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're making a lot of money. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's, 
it, it, it's so funny because um, I was listening to something and it, I forget. Oh my gosh, I forget who it was. But he's like, I don't have a high school diploma and I, you know, make millions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Or, and not, I'm sorry, a college diploma. He didn't have a college diploma and he actually encouraged his. Oh, it's uh, um, Tony Robbins. Oh, okay. He, mm-hmm. encu- he encouraged his daughter to drop out of school drop out of college and pursue her dream of being a dancer or an actor or something like that and sure enough she was on Broadway you know so yeah college isn't you know for everyone and and that it was disappointing to me when when Paige Younger because I went to college and Chad went to college and and that was one of my things was I I wanted to tour colleges with Paige and do that whole mother-daughter you know, bonding experience of, you know, looking at different colleges and, you know, figuring out what, what she wanted to do in the future. And so that was heartbreaking, yeah, for- you know, to me. And, but it's like you, you, I, I always say that I have to go through the heartbreak and I just, I'm not a, I'm the type of person that I think about things like that. And, and then I cry about it or I get, you know, I, I can be sad. I allow myself yeah. to be sad because that helps me. Yeah, you, you need know. To get out. And then I can move on and say, okay, you know, what what's next? What can I do for this, you know, for this kid? Yeah. Like, you know, what what can I do for her to have have her have an exceptional life? Yes. And that's all we want for her and that's and that's truly why we started our podcast is because we are going through this journey of Paige transitioning to adulthood and what we're going to do next and the special needs trust that we had to set up for her, which is, was very difficult. And, and the transition piece that we're going to have to start doing, and it's like, you know, going to court Mm -hmm. and doing all these things and things that I never thought we would have to do. And, you know, finding now we're, we're looking for a property so that Paige will have somewhere to live and, you know, having a property in San Diego, there's different parts of this County that, that you can purchase land and we want to have, you know, something sustainable for her Mm -hmm. to do. And so, which brings me to her practical skills class and the IEP. Mm -hmm. So now when you, I think when they turn 15, you start talking about transition. So we talked about transition for like two years in like my goals for transition. Is transition like them transitioning out of either transitioning out of out of the school via diploma or or transitioning meaning getting a certificate and and transitioning into like a work program gotcha so Paige Paige will stay at this school until she's 22 so she's 17 now so now we're looking at at kind of like front loading her for for success So Chad and I, like, ultimately, we're going to own a property with Avocado Farm. Ooh. Yeah, and we're going to do, um, you know, there's all sorts of things that we can do with the avocados that Paige can, Paige can you know, participate yeah. in, like, as her, as her job. Mm-hmm. And so now the school that she goes to is fantastic. It's a non-public school, so it's an all-special needs program, and it's very small. I think there's, like, 30 kids and through the whole mm-hmm. school and they have everybody has a one-to-one aid and the school is fantastic it's more of like a family mm-hmm. feel so it's kind of like when we went to school when we were younger and you did all those fun things they they do that there. <laughs> <laughs> so they they ride horses 
they ha- they do gardening they um have a surf day sounds like a lot more fun they, than i had <laughs> right yeah right yeah and, and they, they i mean but what i'm meaning is like they do yeah. parties they do halloween yeah. parties and they do you know special events but and so for Paige, we're looking at one of her goals is to work in their gardening communities so they have they do organic farming and they take that the items they take the produce and they sell it at a farmer's market they sell it yeah they sell it to restaurants so we're gonna have Paige start out doing that you know like the process of that so all the the different steps in growing and you know picking and packaging because we're setting her up to when we have our own property that she already has that yes and so that that's what we want to you know to do for her and have her own she can have her own little business you know I'm just like ready to pick up and move to San Diego (laughs) work on your avocado farm and just we can all just help each other out that sounds exactly amazing. and I I first of yeah. all I think that you and Chad are incredible I think that the oh, yes you. I mean like just the the way that you are because it's one thing you know we all think about this like as our kids get older like it's a harsh reality that you know we're not going to be here forever I'm gonna cry if you talk about mm-hmm. this but you know it's like that's yeah. hard that's that's the hardest part of all this for sure it and is. Mm-hmm. just I I love the thought and the consideration that you have put into all this and it's like it, it's something that it's so easy to just say, okay, we got to figure something out, but it's really hard mm-hmm. to actually figure something out, but it sounds like you guys really are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's why we wanted to document our journey yes. is, and, and Chad and I say on every podcast episode that we do or any, anybody we talk to, we just say, if we help one person, mm-hmm. it's worth yeah, it. it is. You know, and like you're doing, you help so many people with your podcast. Uh. Just, you know, putting this information out there for parents that, and you know how it is, like they, what do they call it in the weeds yeah. when you're, you just get the diagnosis and you feel like there's nobody out there to help yeah. you, but there is. And the great thing about the podcast format is I wish they had it when Paige was mm-hmm. younger so that I could listen to other parents, you know, and talk about and learn things from them. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's, I mean, social media is like one of those love hate things, but I, yeah. I think it's so great because I always say, you know, find your community. So my autism community and find your, you know, find your tribe. Mm-hmm. They say, find your tribe, find yeah. your community. And I always say then, I always say like, but find your inner circle. So you find your inner circle. So a smaller group of friends. And if you can't find it, then yeah. make it. Cause I made, I made a small coffee group and now we're up to like 130 people. Oh my God. And, and it's just, it's just moms being moms and we, we bounce questions off each other and we go on, you know, coffee dates and we go on mom's night outs and, you know, we grab a glass of wine and we chit chat about things, you know, not related to autism just to get like a small break, but we're all there for each other. And then, so that's my inner circle. And then I find my, my friends that have kids that are at the similar, you know, similar ability of my daughter. Mm -hmm. And we can chat, and and they all know that when Chad goes on a business trip, that I'm going to be yeah. calling them <laughs> because it's like you know how it, it it is because it's like sometimes you just need a girlfriend to chat. With, yeah, totally. You know, and but I don't know. I I think it's great to to find your own community. In which, um, if anybody is in San Diego, 
I'm doing a one of the goals of mine was to do a mastermind. Oh. So I'm doing a mastermind and it's called Autism and Aging. And this is the first one we're doing. So it's at it's in Carlsbad, California. And if you want if you're in California or Carlsbad, you can message me and I can send you the flyer, but we wanted just to get together um, parents that have kids that are older, bounce ideas off each other about transition and housing and conservatorships and special needs trust. And it's not affiliated with any organization, which a lot of people like, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not. It's just parents talking to parents. And so we're having that on May 21st. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. And then I'm going to start doing more masterminds and having, you know, of all age groups because I want to help parents. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, especially as someone who has been on this journey for a while, I feel like you have so much wisdom to impart. You just shared a ton of it, which I'm so, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I feel like as, as parents, as you know, parents of kids with autism, like, I think you learn the most from other parents because totally. Like totally. you do, you learn a ton from like the, the, the therapists and the teachers, but it's like the people that are like literally walking this path with you, even if you, our kids right. are different, you know, it, they have different strengths and weaknesses. You, you still have that like understanding of each other. And like I said, like I, I've learned so much just doing the podcast and talking to so many different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally agree with what you said too. Like if you can just like help one person and like every time I hear from somebody who, you know, it says that they are enjoying the podcast or it's been helpful to them. It's just like, it, it makes me feel it's, it's like Christmas. Cause that's like, I, it, yeah. It's like, it's, that's why. Yeah, totally. It. You know, like, I anyone. wanted this too. I mean, even though like, you know, Logan's younger, but I mean, like uh-huh. when I was, when he was first diagnosed, I was looking for a podcast like this and it just didn't exist. So I'm like, all right, let's just go ahead and, and do this. <laughs> right. We are so similar and we should say we shared the same. Oh birthday. my gosh. Yeah. We just figured this out. So we really are like kindred <laughs> spirits. We are. We're like, I sisters. know. Seriously. <laughs> I really, I feel like we just like, it's, it's so, I, for, I totally forgot you said that until just now. Yeah. We figured out that we both have a birthday of August 23rd. How? I know. It's so yes. crazy. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I feel like we may have to have you back for a part two because there is even more for that sure. I would like to get into, but tell everyone they can connect right. with you and listen to your podcast. We are at um, Sans the Sugar Coat. So it's S-A-N-S, the Sugar Coat, T-H-E-S-U-G-A-R-C-O-A-T. You go. And our, <laughs> in our first episode, I go, sorry, I was hooked on phonics as a child, so I cannot spell. I can't spell unless I write it out. But we're in, we're on all the so it stands to sugarcoat our autism journey, and we are on Apple Podcasts. I don't know. I'm still learning about podcasting. So and I know we're on Stitcher for sure. Not sure about Spotify, okay. but you can look us up. Look us up. Ugh, you know how it's so hard. I had no idea it was this difficult to start a podcast. I thought I was like, okay, I'm just gonna plug in a phone or a microphone and that's it but no <laughs> but you have to do so much more yeah but I, I'm I learning learned and a lot. I'm on I'm on all the social medias okay. too the Facebook and um uh Instagram okay. so I'll I'll tag you in all that when this yeah. comes out but thank you so yeah. much for coming on Melinda and I just I loved hearing about all uh, everything I think like I said you have so many little nuggets of wisdom that you dropped in here <laughs> and I just so appreciate it I know everyone listening will too 
thank you so much for having me on today. You're so welcome. All right. You take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures and autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures and autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Melinda. I just had the best time talking to her, and I so appreciate all of her insights as a mama who has been on this journey longer than I have. I think it is so valuable to hear from parents who have been there and can kind of guide the way because even if our journey looks a little bit different, I know that a lot of these things are going to be on the horizon for us as well. So I, I really personally just like getting that kind of little peek into the future and what that might hold for us. Um, after this episode, after we recorded this, I had spoken to Melinda about the mastermind and she said that it was amazing. She had like about 40 people show up and it went really good. So she's going to do more of those mastermind meetings. So definitely follow her um, at Sansa Sugarcoat on Instagram and Facebook so you can keep up with her and find out about all that good stuff if you are local to San Diego because she is doing some great things. And check out her podcast with her and her husband Chad. They are they're so cute and again really great information. They go into a lot more detail than we were able to just in today's episode. Another fun thing is that Melinda and I are teaming up for a giveaway. So she actually works for a company called Good Karma Apps. It was started by her friend who is also an autism mom, and she created three different apps. Uh, One is like a first then visual schedule. Another one is a like a calendar, a visual plan. And then the other one is scene speak. So it's like social stories. So they're all amazing and very useful. So we're going to do a little giveaway over on Instagram. And there's three apps. We're going to pick three different winners. So go follow me at Adventures in Autism Pod for more details and to enter the giveaway. And again, if you want to connect with me, you can find me there on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod or on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast. Or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. But again, thank you so much to everybody for listening and for supporting the show. If you're enjoying it, please subscribe, share, tell a friend, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. That really does help people to find the show. But I really am just so grateful to all of you for 
tuning in and following along every week. So that is all for now and take care. Thanks guys. Thank you.